2: On your
1: show, so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. I
2: ain't telling you, don't screw
1: Screw it, screw Oh my goodness.
2: Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky.
0: That's
2: not what oh.
0: I'm mean. saying. <laughs> you know, we need more shows like this because people need as much relationship to help out here oh. if they can get
2: I know the value of a good Uh, man. Does that make sense? I like that. I'm
0: going to say that if you want to. What's going on there? What up, what up? Uh, Hey Q, hey
2: everybody. Hey Q, how are you? You
0: ain't laying it down? I bring sun and light in every single time. Okay.
3: What's going on, people? All right. I want to welcome all of you to this special Juneteenth edition of the Talk to Q Radio show. My name is Quincy and this is my show. And on tonight, um in honor of Juneteenth, we'll discuss some things surrounding the black community and how we can raise awareness to things that are it should be extremely important to us. Uh, But before we get started, let me explain to you how this show works for those who may be new to T2Q. This show is a platform for you. The callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, all of you have the opportunity to voice, chat, or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox, is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, simply hit 1 on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak, and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time, because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to to talk2q.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 705 out of 750 will start right after a word from my sponsors.
2: SFX Valley is now your source for free, unique sound effects, music, and scores to use in your videos, commercials, and movies. No more complicated contracts and licensing agreements. Just access our library. All we ask for in return is to let your audience know we're here. SFX Valley, time to hear the difference. Find us on YouTube. Listen to The Crystal Show for celebrity gossip, amazing interviews, musical guests, and the most fun to be had on internet radio. Check out the past and new podcasts
0: at thecrystalshow.com. I go on and on. Can't understand how I last so long. I must have the superpowers. Last 223,000
2: hours.
3: My thanks to thecrystalshow.com for being down by law with T2Q. And my thanks to SFX Valley for being the official sponsor of the Talk to Q radio show going on their third week. I appreciate that. Find them on YouTube, SFX Valley. 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. You know... I guess back in my teens, in the late 80s, I, I kind of developed a sense of pride in my race. Now, it's not to say that I never had any, but it was it was, it was strengthening in my teens thanks to music, specifically rap music. Now, 80s rap taught the listeners that they were more than just second-class citizens. It made the listeners understand that they were descendants of kings and queens it made listeners know that there was value in their skin color. Now, listening to Public Enemy back in 1986-87 introduced me to the Black Panther Party and their contributions to Black society. Uh, Boogie Down Productions and KRS-One educated me on how the legal system and the school system have set Black people up to fail in so many instances. Uh, Ice-T educated me on life as a hustler and how the perceived fame involved is only temporary, thanks to either jail or death, which is usually how things ended. So once I developed that pride in myself, I find pride in those who look like me, you know? Um, and I, I, I began to find more pride and have more pride, I guess, towards uh, black women, towards my sisters. And for the first time in my life as a 15 or 16-year-old, I felt in my mind that, you know, they needed me. I I felt a sense of purpose. They needed me to protect them from the world. Now, I didn't know how I was to do that, but only that I needed to do it. Okay. And this is things that I I gathered from, you know, music. So, of course, you know, they're saying, you know, women need my protection in 2017 will probably get me cursed out by a feminist. But that's how I felt back in, you know, the 80s. And that pride is still instilled in me today, but I appear to be a dwindling minority. Um, it seems like black women these days have a difficult time getting that protection. And so that's one of the things we'll discuss this evening. But first of all, let me go to the phone lines, to the 850 area code, the Emerald Coast
0: Line of Color Florida,
3: to welcome on the man in black, McKeon Creek to the rain. The homie Buck. Buck, what's going on, man?
0: What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? Doing well, man. How are you? I'm the epitome of anti-disestablishment terrorism.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I had a little iced teeth flashback since you mentioned it. But I was like, you know what? Like That's that. what I'm going to say tonight. <laughs> I like that.
3: All right, we'll go ahead and kick things off. Here, sponsored by SFX Valley, and um, so Buck, I'm talking about pride in community, uh, which includes pride in, you know, the people who normally make up our community, the Black community, so to speak, and Black women. I'm not, I'm not gonna. Well, we all have our faults, okay? So I'm not gonna even go there but black women have it very difficult because not only are they exploited in the media, but, you know, they got to deal with black men who also put them down. And I understand that there's some people who probably deserve some of the treatment that they get, but, you know, we're talking about a majority of black women who get stereotyped unfairly, so to speak. What can we do, or what can you do, as a black man that shows that, you know, Hey, I I understand my sisters are going through or how, how can you protect them? I guess, so to speak, do you speak, can you speak out against things or what, what's your
0: course of action? The best thing to do is not prejudge. Um, So in, in today's society that, you know, we always pass judgment, not just don't, you know, specifically black women, but everybody in society. Um, if you look a certain way, then there's already preconceived notions about you, and they don't know anything about you. Um, they have gold teeth or tattoos, or maybe you're having a bad day, and you're coming off to be hostile and aggressive, and you people automatically think you know, you're that way. So as a result of that, um, we as a society have kind of placed, you know, we've already, you know, judged people unfairly. And you can't prejudge because you may be depriving yourself of a great human experience with with or, or somebody else. And um, another part of it is the way that people are raised now. I mean, you, you need a village, Um to to be raised and be in those values that you learn in a village, you just don't you're not getting that more because you you're not getting that anymore because you you're getting you know I like to say the blind leading the blind because you got children leading children. Um I think we made reference to that a few weeks ago when your you know grandparents are in their late teens and early twenties. You know, they still got similar like on their brows, and they, you know, you got grand grandparents, you know, their grandparents to twelve and thirteen year olds. You know, they still playing video games, and then the twelve year olds are playing video games. You're not, you're not getting those core values. You know, you don't have the great grandmothers and the grandmothers and the great uncles and the uncles and those types of things. You know, to kind of give the women the sense that they, you know, black women in particular, the things that they need. To succeed in society, so when when you have a childlike mentality leading children, it doesn't work. And you know you you know the judgment thing is one thing, but the way they're raised is another. Too many single fam- single parent homes, and it just it's just a trickle down effect is what you're getting. So shit runs downhill. So when when shit's at the top of the hill. Don't get it all the way to the bottom. So that's what you're seeing in today's society, and unfortunately for the black black woman in particular, she's catching the brunt. Everything. I mean, it's it's bad for the black community as a whole, but black women in particular really get catching catching hell, and they really shouldn't be. You know, they're being prejudged unfairly. I definitely think they're being prejudged.
3: Uh, I mean, stereotype is that, The Kind of what we do these days More so than ever Because if it's on social media It's true So stereotypes become true Um, As far as what we can do I try not to I try not to buy into the the stereotypes Even when it's something that may be amusing Um, I try to be unbiased In my approach to discussions You know recently I was Invited to be on the show of a young lady by the name of Deborah Cooper. And Deborah, Deborah Cooper has been labeled by by a lot of guys who listen to her as a man basher. Um, I didn't know what to expect on the show, but she was, you know, very cordial, very respectful of me and what I had to say. And she allowed me to make my points. And we got along just fine. You know, there were some times I criticized. Black women, there were some times I criticized Black men, but I tried to do things equally And fairly, and her and I didn't have Any problems, you know And It's like, but you have Certain people where if you, if Someone mentions a reputation That you have, or someone says, well, she has a propensity to Dog out black men Then, you know That person gets labeled as a man-hater And all the insults And everything else comes with it and whether that may be true or not, I mean, I, I don't know, you know, if, if Deborah is is necessarily a man-hater or not. I mean, but for the episode I was on, I thought she was nice, very respectful. So but I just feel like my job is to not buy into all of that. My job is to treat everyone equally and allow them to prove to me that they're a jerk, you know? Instead of just Mm -hmm. taking everybody else, taking the world's word for it. And I wish more people would do that. I wish the media would stop exploiting black people. But, I mean, we kind of set it up for ourselves. And then, you know, when people are getting a dollar, it's kind of hard to get them to see anything otherwise. But there's so much more that we could do. And I realize it's not just black women who are victims, but I just speak to them because they're double minorities, and they get it hard. They get it hard. And again, there's somebody there who deserves every insult that they get. All right. There are some people out here who are just straight up jerks. But by the same token, I don't think that nearly represents a majority of black women. Not nearly. Let's see. Are I you to say something?
0: Okay. I agree. I mean, the thing is, in today, like I said, it, it makes no sense how today's society goes. Black women are very unique, and they are very, you know, they're very important to society. It's just that, you know, they have been exploited for whatever reasons they are. The ones I've already mentioned, um, how they're characterized on television. I, I really think that these um, these shows. And we've kind of, you know, some of the black women have actually fueled their, you know, fuel their own demise, so to speak. These reality TV shows, you know, um, with all these, you know, Housewives or Boston or wherever they are, at, you know, Atlanta and all that, they have perpetuated and added to the fuel to the fire to make them look, make themselves look bad.
2: Um, yeah.
0: I mean, and... You know, it's our, everybody needs a voice. I mean, we live in a country that's supposedly free, and you have to, you know, you have a right to say what you're, you know, free, free, freedom of speech and things of those natures. But at the same time, um, what we're saying at those times are important, and they're going to be, and for the black community, unfortunately, is going to be, you're going to be directly affected by it. So, mm-hmm. You know, if you want to wear a bunch of flash or jewelry and all that and appear to be there on TV, then unfortunately for us, that is automatically, you know, assumed that all of us are that way. And that's not the case. And that's why I don't like these reality TV shows, especially ones where, you know, you got a bunch of black women over there doing stupid stuff. It makes us look bad. And, you know, it makes us look bad not only as – not only for the women, but it makes it look bad all over, you know, as a as a race. And we have to we have to make changes. I mean <laughs> we gotta make changes and black women especially, they gotta make changes for in order to be accepted in today's society.
3: I agree, sir. I agree. And men need to help push that, you know. We have, we have some guys who when it comes to reality T V when they should be hiding from the cameras and ignoring all that foolishness, they're mugging for the cameras. So, I mean, there's what, so much what more. Needs to,
0: needs to be the thing that we all need to do, and it, it starts at home for us, you know, it starts at home. My mom was my mom was a pioneer. I mean, she was ahead of her time when she was coming up. My dad was off in the military, you know, doing doing things in Germany. And my mom told us, when, when, she, when we sat down to watch anything, because we pretty much watched whatever we wanted when we were growing up, but my mom explained, if it was something that was going to push the envelope, there were a lot of TV shows back in the day that pushed the envelope. But today's time, you know, the envelope's blown out the window. But my mom right. would sit down and say, look, we're looking at this for an entertainment value. You sit down and talk to your kids and tell them what's going on. If it's PG, if it's, you know, we didn't have PG-13 back then. It was just from PG to R. So we would watch all our movies when we were kids, but my mom always explained things. You know, look, we're just watching this for entertainment. You know, this is not real life. We don't do that anymore. So we we actually take what we see on TV, in the movies, and on on the internet and all that. For faith, we take it. That's real life, and it's not real life. Right. I mean, and and you have to tell you, you have to teach your kids this, you, boys, girls. You got to do that. And if you don't do those type things, this is the result. We're we're, we're living in the result of how this is going on now is a lack of parenting, you know, has, you know, has um, added to this. So we got to change. And we got to look in the mirror first, you know, to make those changes. And we have to be willing to stand up and make those changes. We can't just – Turn our head and look the other way We can't let it roll right. off our backs anymore
3: Alright Alright So Let's shift gears um, To politics And Another place where black women Aren't necessarily Well represented but we're going to Try to change the focus of the discussion when it comes yeah. to politics First of all but what's your opinion of Donald Trump
0: well, he's our president now, and, and and he has a difficult task, just like any other president before him, to come in and try to run this country. Um, there is definitely division in the in, in from the Republican and Democrat, and that's why nothing is getting done. Um, you know, my opinion of Donald Trump, um, I did not vote for him. Neither neither did I vote for Clinton. So. I voted for the independent because, you know, any, you know, it's he's not he's doing the best that he can on some things, but on some things, just like any just like on any other president, any other president, they make mistakes, and he's making some big ones on climate change and things of those natures of that nature. But, you know, we you know this is our president, and we got to get behind him and help him gain control of this country because I think our country's out of control since he's been in office.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: All right. Well, um,
3: let's see. Worm in from Jackson, Mississippi. He said he's the right man, but for the wrong job. <laughs>
1: and my that
3: man Alex, Alex in from Tennessee. He said the jury's still out on him. And so, what would it take, Buck, for more black people to get involved in
0: politics? Well, black people have to get Sit in their minds that we're just not rappers and and sticking ball players, okay we can do more than play baseball football, basketball, okay we can do more than that, and we can do more than rap okay you know it it and this goes back to what I said earlier, it starts at home we got to teach our kids to you know. They should be aiming to be presidents and getting in, and getting into politics and getting involved in their community and th- those types of things. Parents need to have their kids volunteer. Um, you, you know, there's a lot of homeless people in this country, and volunteering on on holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas, uh, where people don't have food and they don't have shelter, have I mean, your kids volunteer. Go go volunteer at the Red Cross, United Way. Those type of things. Don't you know? Get involved in your community. When you get involved in your community, you get involved with local and state government. Okay? okay, Cub Scouts, those types of things, and that will show you know you can do other. We can do other things as you know people, other than just play sports and rap. And we, you know we have to be able to instill this in our kids. So, therefore, they can reach high, aim high. When they go to school, they can learn these things and learn, you know, encourage them to learn about, you know, government and economics and those type of things. Teach teach your kids those type of things so that way they know the value of a dollar. So when they get a vehicle, the first thing they don't do, you know, you don't want to buy a $1,000 vehicle and put $5,000 worth of rims on it, uh-huh. $2,000 worth of radio in it. You know, you need to put your money somewhere else. You need to be buying stocks, bonds, um, CDs, and things of that nature, so you can you you can have your money work for you instead of you working for your money. So, those types of things are what we need to instill in our kids. And if we don't instill in our kids those things, and the first thing we put them in is a sport, then that's the, that's all they think that they're good for. Get them involved in in um, the, I forgot what it's called in school, where they, um, it's kind of like a ROTC is what I'm looking for. If your school has an ROTC program, get them involved in military, those types of things as a military background can also get you into politics. There's a lot of different things that we can teach our kids and give the kids the the necessary tools that they need um, so they can be successful. But they can be successful in other areas. They don't have to just play sports or be some kind of entertainer or things of that nature. All of that's great. You can make tons of money in that, but you can make tons of money in other places, too. And in order for our voice to be heard, we need to teach our kids that so they can get into office and make a difference for us.
3: Gotcha. Gotcha. Very well said, sir three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number on the Talk to Q Radio show brought to you by SFX Valley. Be sure to go to YouTube and to check them out. And so let's see as a as as a a guy living in Pensacola, Florida, what would you like to see done in DC that can directly and positively um impact your life? You know, like something Um, I create more jobs and they give you more job opportunities or something of that nature.
0: Well, I think in moving forward, I mean, what I would like to see there's some of the things that that Trump's done lately has really been concerning. There's definitely global warming that we have in this country and him getting out of that, um, the globe, the pack, the the Paris Pact or whatever, was really, really a bad idea to, get out of that we create so many green, greenhouse gases probably just as much as China and China's larger than we are and we produce more greenhouse gases that directly affect our climate um, I would like to see Washington do something about that because we need to kind of move away from fossil fuels um, and try to move into uh, cleaner renewable energy um, not only for just you know from a fuel standpoint um, but we also need to look at it from a water standpoint too. that'll create more jobs. Um, I know our roads and our infrastructures and things and airports and bus stations, train stations and all that kind of stuff. I know that's important, and we do need to we do need to improve those. but you know we have to get we have to bring our jobs back to our country first because we've pretty much We're sold everything that we have we've sold everything to people overseas. I mean, Budweiser, United States company, but it's owned by somebody overseas, so it's coors. Uh, uh, I think Miller also. So that that's just for example. I mean, sixty percent of California is owned by people overseas. Um, so we need to bring our our resources, our co- companies back, give them the tax breaks, do whatever is necessary to get them back into our country, so and and put us to work. So therefore. You know, we'll have the money that we need, not only sustain our families, but keep our own country going. But I think we need to also teach our kids to be inventors. That's something else that we hadn't done, and you know, because we got kids leading kids. We're not. When was the last time there's really anything that's been that's made a huge impact coming in? You know, that's been invented to help us move forward. They're doing it overseas, but we sure ain't doing it here. So we, you know, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. we got to teach our kids that there's something else they can do other than play, play sports and be rappers and entertainers and all that kind of stuff. We need to teach them to be inventors, be, in, you know, be intuitive, try to create things new, patent it. That, that, once you get a patent on that, on whatever you invent, you can pass that down to future generations where you still have money coming in for, for generations to come. Those are the type of things that we need to be trying to instill on in our kids to be, you know, be creative. And, therefore, it will get your not only yourself in here, but, you know, families to come right here. So it's just things things like that. It may not sound like a whole lot, but if you look at today's society, ain't nothing really, really big going on from an inventor standpoint. And that's something that's. That's untapped resources that we need to be taking advantage of. Good job,
3: sir. You know, and the the kind of piggyback on on what you're talking about, um, I, I just think that overall when it comes to the process that's in place, We have to learn it and then figure out if we can work with it or if it needs to be changed. In order to do that, we have to get involved on all levels, from local elections to national elections. That's just something that needs to be done, and that's where it needs to start. And we recently had an election for mayor um, across the city, across the metro area. For the city of Jackson, Byron, and Pearl Things of that nature And The turnout for the Jackson mayor was, was decent But some of those other cities Which may have I don't know forty, fifty thousand 50,000 people Only turned out less than a 1,000 To decide who was going to be mayor And that's ridiculous This is the person who will impact you Probably more Man, a president Trump would exactly uh, simply because this, you know, this is your city. That's what they're dealing with every day. Your city, and yet you choose to not fool
0: with them and vote for them. That's the one. That's the your local government directly impacts you on a day to day basis. Local state government. And those elections are the ones that everybody swoops under the rug. You realize that when you go to a local election, when they tell you something that's, you know, that's on the docket, let's let's say homestead exemption, okay? Homestead exemption, if um, if you buy a new home, possibly get money back depending on the value of your home. And um, a few years ago here in Pensacola, they almost – we almost lost homestead exemption because not enough people showed up to the polls to vote for it. Now I will say Scambia County as a whole, what they do is week before the election, they kind of give you an overview. It's in the newspapers online that where you can look and see what each person that's on, on the ticket on the ballot and see what they've stood for, you know, in government. So therefore, you can make okay. a conscious decision when you go to the polls. Um, I don't know many many other counties that do that in this country, but Scamby County happens to be one of them. Um, it's very it's very informative to look at that before you go vote because taxes, one cent tax on gas um, for maybe you know one you can vote that in for maybe schools, road repairs, whatever. Those are things that directly impact you as you know, as a resident of of that particular area. And if you don't know what you're voting for, you just show up at the polls and just be pressing stuff. And uh-huh. you might vote something out that you really need, or vote vote taxes in that you don't need to be coming out. You may raise your damn property tax, and you need you didn't take the time to look and find out what these people stand for, or you vote somebody in, there could be a, you have a negative impact on your community versus a positive impact on your community. And that's why the local and state, you know, when you go to vote, is more important than president. And I always say this when I, when I talk politics, I don't give a shit if Mickey Mouse is president. Your local uh-huh. and state government is what I live by every single day. And that's the one that's more and most important. Donald Trump is president. I'm cool. You know, I'm cool with it. A lot of people are not cool with it. Whatever. I'm not going to lose any friends because, you know, because who they who they voted for. But you better pay attention to your local and state government because that's what is a direct impact of what you live by on the every single day basis. Very good, sir.
3: Very well said. All right. We'll move on to another part of the discussion. For this special June Tenth edition Of the Talk to Q radio show Brought to you by SFX Valley Catch them on YouTube And I want to talk about the Communities The black communities And Buck Will fixing the public school system
0: Essentially fix black people No That won't fix black people Black people have to fix black people um, You want to fix the community
3: You you say that they don't fix. Repeat that
0: the statement. I said black people need to fix black people. Okay. Okay, that's what I said, and this is how you do it. Drive through a black neighborhood. What do you see? Old cars, broken down, flat tires. House not kept, blinds torn, um, grass not cut. Families cursing outside. If if they if they, they don't have any old cars in the yard, maybe they got a car that's newer than the damn house. They ain't done nothing to the house since they they been standing the same house since they were kids. They ain't done nothing to it. Won't clean it. Trash out in the yard. Those types of things. You go in a white neighborhood, you don't see that particularly. I mean, yeah, you see that every once in a while in certain areas. I mean, not every neighborhood you go in is you know. I'm just telling you what you see in in some of these in your urban areas and things of that nature. Okay? It's not like that everywhere, but it's like that in some places. But you have to take first of all you gotta take pride in where you live, okay? And this is what goes back to something I said earlier. Your car don't need to be you don't need to put five thousand dollars of rims on your on, rims on your car when you need five thousand dollars worth of house repair. Electric sockets need to be changed, new blinds, paint these are things that help upkeep your house, take the trash out, keep your grass cut and weed eat it. Um, You know, when something needs – when you get tax money, and a lot of black folks get a lot of tax money, but they fuck it up by buying clothes and going out partying and all that other shit, what they should be doing, the first thing you need to do is do stuff – any house repairs you need, new hot water heater, air conditioning need to be maintenance. Um, check your electrical Check your electrical out um, If you've got a pool in the back Make sure the pool's working good And all that kind of stuff Then get your vehicle fixed If you've got some repairs you need to be done in your vehicle Instead of driving around half-assed Go ahead and get some new tires Get shots, brakes, whatever you need to do Then if you got anything left over Spin it on the kids them some new shoes, new clothes Or put it back, you know Put it in a, a vacation fund So that way you can go to Disney World Or something like that in the summertime Instead of fucking it off. You know, but fix up your house. Have, take pride in your house. Buy new furniture every once in a while. Mattresses only last seven years. Get you some new new mattresses. Get your new couch, chairs. Those type of things are what you're supposed to be spending your money on. When you get big, big tax, you know, you, you got 500 kids, you know, four or five kids at the house, you know, take care, you know, have a sense of pride about where you live, you know. Right. Clean up. And if you can't afford, if you can't, if you're not, you don't have time to do it. Hire somebody. Hire some kids. You know, do whatever. You know, tell them what you need done. So therefore, you know, when you take pride in your house, if you ever, you ever notice when you go outside, if you live in a in, in neighborhood where you got a lot of people, when you go outside and you cut, you start cutting your grass, then the person, the person across from you, the people beside you, they start cutting there. If you washing your car, they will start washing theirs. If you're taking your trash out, they'll take their trash out. Because you know what? When you're taking care of stuff, if you take care of your stuff, they don't want their stuff messed up. So they're gonna start taking their care of their stuff. So therefore, you know, what it's it spreads. That's a good kind of spread. Where people start taking pride in their house and things of that nature. Somebody getting the roof done, they're gonna ask you where you got your roof done so they can get their done because they know they need they, they don't wanna be the they don't want to be the bow on the totem pole. All right. all types of things. That's how you That's how you clean up your community, okay? When you start taking pride in your house and the way you look and, you know, you take pride in everything that you do, the communities will clean up themselves because everybody else, they see you doing it, they're going to do it, Okay. Or if they don't do it, then they're gonna find – if they if you're a rooty poop in the damn neighborhood, they're gonna figure out how to get you out of that neighborhood because they trying to they trying to come up. Right. So that's what we that's why I said black people have to straighten out black people. Because that's what we need to do. You know, you got a house, take pride in it. I don't care if you've been in it since you since you were born. Your mama gone, your daddy gone, then and they left it to your ass, you better take care of it. Change the carpet out. Carpet don't need to be in there since nineteen sixty five. Change the carpet. If you can't do it, get somebody to call me. I'll come, I'll change it for you. You I'll lay carpet. (laughs) I'll come to you. There's a lot of things, there's a lot of different things that we need to do as a black race that we we, we can't be lazy. We we have to go out there and take the initiative because once you do that, people see that and they're going to do the same things. And then you don't have that negative stereotype. You know, if you move in a white neighborhood, they start looking at you funny because they're going to wonder what you're going to do. They see how many cars you got. They see what you're taking in the house, you loud music and all that kind of stuff. But they see you out there and you need to be cutting yard, washing cars, make sure everything looks nice and neat and well kept. Then they start coming over there and talk to you. They be bringing stuff to your house, bringing you pies you don't want, but you're going to eat them anyway because you don't turn down free food. You don't get stereotyped when you do the right thing.
3: Well, sounds like it would be that easy. It would be nice if it were, but that's not always the case. To the six hundred one area code, I go. I might know your state. Uh, to bring on the man that has been dubbed the Minister of Six Hundred One. Everybody Hey,
1: what up, Q? What up, Radio World?
3: Coming in loud and well, clear.
1: <laughs> yeah, got a new house phone, baby. I'm ready now.
3: <laughs> that's what's up. Eminem, and I'm pretty sure you deal with this challenge on a daily basis. How can we black people or you as a black parent convince kids that education is the key to success while competing against celebrity athletes, rappers, or even the local dope boys?
1: Well, if that's a very layered, um, uh, obstacle, but one of the biggest obstacles is, uh, uh, getting the parents to, 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 to preach it at an early age, you know, now that mean that the kid's going to do it. And i will be the first one to tell you that don't work, but you can't say it ain't been said though, you know, but, uh, um, I just noticed that, that, um, And this was even going on in our generation, too, but not as much. But uh, pretty much parents put more emphasis, and they don't mean this now. They don't mean it, but this is how. It's like most people are uneducated when it comes to children's brain and how the brain works. Uh, But children tend to gravitate to what they deem is important coming from you. Uh, Mm -hmm. So if... If the only thing you hear that's really uh, uh, excitable is something athletic or or a dance move, like where if you wanna <laughs> if you wanna get a, a a big hurrah going in the average black community, let some little kid do the latest dance, and they, like, three or something like that, it's like, dang, like, get it, get it, get it, you know, and everybody's <laughs> just cheering them on. And, yeah, I don't right. do that, and I think it's funny and cute, but the, here's here's the big asterisk, though. But if you don't do that same shit, when they learn how to say their ABCs or they learn their numbers, if it ain't the same, get on the phone, call them, hey, so-and-so know the ABCs now. If it ain't the same thing as you then posting them doing the, you know, Uh, Juju on that beat or just some some trendy little dance or something like that, you know, it's like, you know, if if, if you're not putting that same energy toward that, this is what happens. Nobody's going around saying, uh, you know, knowledge ain't power and all this, blah, blah, blah. Nobody's saying that. Nobody's even trying to teach the kids that. This is indirectly taken like that because in your little in your little mind that's developing, you know, auntie or uncle or dad mom shows the highest praise for for this, this and this, but the academic stuff don't seem to be excitable. So guess what happens? Right. As you get older, that's what you think about the most. It's like now, hey man, you know, man, Uncle Bob gonna gonna be proud of me if I can dunk or if I can score a touchdown or or man, you know, you know, I'm going to be, you know, have money like my, my big cousin or I'm going to have a car like him, man. And he got all this and he got all that. So indirectly, that's what happened. so them same people that cheered you on when you were a kid turn around and say, boy, I have been not hearing nothing about you acting crazy down in that school. You know, you need you got to get educated. They're like, yeah, that's what you're saying. But that ain't what I done seen from the time I was two years old. I only got praise for y'all when I did other stuff, though. I ain't never get praise for the same my ABC. so that's basically, basically the biggest difference I see is in the parenting. It's like, you know, I ain't saying don't be black. I, lo- I love some of the ig- most ignorant things of the black culture really made me a complete kid. But at the same time, I was fortunate enough to be balanced out because my parents were pretty much squares. All they talked about was two things religion and education, <laughs> but everybody else in the community was just the opposite. You know, it was about, uh-huh. you know, cars, money, hoes, just the normal rap video stuff, but just on a pole level, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know the dude with the most babies was the one everybody talked about. Nobody talked about the guy that's, you know, got a scholarship to saps to be some kind of engineer. It's like, you know, everybody said, oh, that's good, but that's all you're going to hear. Oh, that's good. But the dude that, you know, got the, you know... uh Seventy nine caddy with the wheel kit. Well that's a nigga everybody, you know, talking about I said, man, he got it made. So I, shit I wanna be like I, hey, I want it made too, man. So that's how a kid think, you know. So but to answer the question, man, I, I just think it it starts with parenting and just kinda just kinda putting a hierarchy, more put more emphasis on Academic achievements, you know, let the kids know that it's it's like it's over the top. Like, man, you know, I'm taking you to, um, you know, the high heaven or just whatever the, the trendy little kid place is. You know, we going to dinner world, man, if you win the spelling bee school, I don't think enough of our black right. kids hear that kind of stuff. So, so it always seemed like we we playing uh, second fiddle to everybody else. You know, I mean not everybody else, but everything else.
3: Which is unfortunate. Which is unfortunate. Very, very
1: unfortunate. So try to teach a rascal who only know that opposite stuff, and it's like you're trying to reinvent the wheel. By the time they in middle school, it's so ingrained that you know it's almost like you're talking to a damn wall.
0: I agree.
3: And, but what can, what can be done to coerce the black man who's supposed to be the leader of the community, um, uh, and make him a Thor? What can possibly happen?
0: The black, what, what we can do is actually be men and raise our kids. Um, and too many, too, too often in the black community, you know, there's a disconnect. You know, the black man is not doing what he needs to do to take care of his children. Um, just because you don't get along with the mother don't mean you don't, you know, you have to be a part of the child's life, okay? And you got to be a part, you got to be a part of the child's life other than just child support. What you need to do is take interest in your child and help raise the child because the mother can't do it by herself. There's too many mothers out there doing it on their own, raising the kids, um, Regardless of what your situation may be, you don't have a job, that's okay still be a part of the kids, the kid's life and do what you need to do as a man to make sure that child is raised properly. Uh, it's, all fun and it's all fun when you're out there try, you know, fucking all these women and shit, but then when you got all these kids, it's also your responsibility to raise them. If you're going to go out there, you're going to help make them, you better help raise them. So you might want to put that as a Southism there, a Buckism, whatever you want to call it. If you make them, you better raise them because they need. They have to be a part. Of, be functional in today's society. Instead of getting in trouble, okay. They you need to teach them the values of life, okay. Even if you don't know the values yet, you better learn them quick. Since you're the male child, you're gonna have to teach that child because they're gonna be looking for. They're gonna be looking towards you and the mother to figure out what they need to do in, in today's world. And in, in order them to be successful. You need to teach them. You need to, even though your values may be jacked up at the time, if you can straighten yourself out, then you can make sure that your kid doesn't fall in the same trap that you did. You know, you want your kids to grow up and be better than you. So, So, therefore, they can, you know, you got to show them, teach them, mentor them so they don't make the same mistakes that you made. So, therefore, they can be successful in today's society. We have to take ownership of our children. And it started, guys, we got to do what we need to do to take ownership to raise our kids, right? So we don't continue the poor cycle. you. What happened, bro?
3: I'm sorry, my mute my button was on. I'm here. Oh, okay. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> three four three four seven two zero two zero two. Uh, one five is the number. And um, let's see. Going to take a quick break and be right back. I got a couple. Well, I got more than a couple. I have a few more questions for you guys. So I'll take a quick break and get right back to.
2: SFX Valley is now your source for free unique sound effects, music, and scores to use in your videos, commercials, and movies. No more complicated contracts and licensing agreements. Just access our library. All we ask for in return is to let your audience know we're here. SFX Valley, time to hear the difference. Find us on YouTube.
3: All right. Well, thanks to x Valley. Find them on YouTube. All right. So, um, let's see. We're talking about communities, but I want to get into online communities, social networking communities. And, Buck, what can we do to get some positivity there? I mean, you know, you read stuff and it's so negative and it's so offensive and social media seems to encourage that. So how can we reverse some of the stereotypes and some of the things that may be challenging towards the black community when social media seems to be a breeding ground for some of the problems
0: that we run into? You know, Social media, social media could be such a great tool. Back when we didn't have social media when we were growing up, we had churches, we had the barber um, you know, or you know maybe a, a certain person's house would go where you always found out information or whatever to kind of keep us up to date on what's really going on in our communities. Social media can can be, can, can be a little bit of that. You could we could use that as a tool to, you know, notify other brothers and sisters on what we need to do as a community to make things better for us. Um, new businesses that come up in the area, um, we can put that on social media. Um, other people, other entrepreneurs such as myself and other people, um, go, you know, use, use social media as a tool for us to let them know that we're open and ready to do business. Um Much like, you know, back in the day when we, you know, people, you know, the pastor used to get up and tell, you know, to say what was going on in the community or what store to go to or or what have you. We can use social media the same way. Um, We can network together to help, uh, you know, help rise up and help us get better. Um, Certain things that we can do, you know, if you, um, certain person may open up a, let's just say a body shop, for example. And, a, and somebody looking for a body man, he's already going through, through all the other channels that you normally use in today's society. And so I tell you, you, know what, let me hit my Facebook page and see if anybody, that, you know, maybe somebody I may have missed and say, look, I'm looking for a, a, a body man, a real good body man to help me, you know, help my brand new business. Boom, there you go. You may find somebody. You may get an answer, you know, through Messenger or whatever. These are ways we can use social media in a positive light. Instead of a negative one, um, a lot of times we see just too much negativity, and it, you know when you when you see negativity all the time, it becomes part of you. So, you know, we need to do those types. Of, we need to try to reverse that by you know using it, it, it what it was actually intended for. Not only just something just to connect with people that you may haven't seen since high school, but you need to use this as a as a business tool. To help your business grow Um, You don't have to have it on your Direct Facebook or Twitter page You can make a brand new one Keep your personal stuff personal And keep your business first business It's just just that simple My oldest stepson just started doing real estate And I asked him yesterday When we were talking I said hey did you you do a Facebook page For your real estate Because he had posted a uh, real estate ad On his Facebook page and he was trying to put you doing an open house where you only have one room of the house. And when you flip to the next page, you know, there was supposed to have been his open house, it was pictures of him and his family. I'm going like, you can't do that on your personal Facebook page, bro. You got to make you a different Facebook page. And he's like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah. I said, because I looked at your open house, and I said, I saw you standing in the lake. I said, I don't want to see your ass standing in the lake. I'm looking at the house. And he said, "How do you think huh. about that? It's little things like that that you take for granted." Now he did all the good marketing stuff. He's got the billboards all through the city, the city of Utah that he's in, and all that. But the one mistake he made was putting his open house on his personal Facebook page. I don't want to see your ass standing there with no sh- with no shirt on, the short pants, and the like. I want to see the damn house that you got posted on your Facebook page. That's what I want to see. It's little things like that that mean so much. Use personal. Use your Social media for what it's intended for You know Make it po- make it positive so therefore You can benefit from it Because social media can make you money if you do it right
2: Okay
3: Now Eminem let's, let's follow up What Buck was talking about As far as money is concerned Everywhere you go in the black community Money is a topic From the dinner table to church To the hair salon, barbershop You know Black people discuss how to get And or spend money But rarely is a conversation About saving or investing How can we change the conversation I mean where do we start Do we start in the churches, do we start in the school? How do we focus on saving
1: and Um well Well it, it, it You know um, Maybe not even 20 years ago but 30 years ago For sure the church would be the First and foremost place to start Now um, That's that's kind of Fading away I mean You know People can Have their opinions on it But it, it definitely Don't have the influence In the black community Like it used to Um Uh But I I think that It starts Everything Everything now Begins and ends With 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 education And the early The earlier The earlier Something's introduced The The more it resonates With That in adult life Like Um myself and I don't even have to ask y'all cuz I already know you you had one. You know, I grew up with a piggy bank and I know y'all grew up with a piggy bank. Um Yeah. My parents yeah. bought piggy banks for my kids. I tried to do it a little bit, but I used, was so damn behind on everything. Really couldn't just get into it like I want to, but you know, I tried to tried to plant the seed, but that's not even a thing no more. I mean, um now it, it might be I'm not saying it's totally Out of the picture But I'm just saying Of the average Kind of lower income Moderate to lower educated Minority Pretty much You know The same kid In the hood That you see With uh With a pair of LeBrons Jordans And KDs And Steph Currys Won't have one damn Penny in the bank Won't even know What that shit is Whether it's an Actual bank account Or A piggy bank It's not even uh It's not even uh a topic. It's not even about. So you know, almost kinda like the the other question, it's almost like um, you know, once you get a certain age, you know, it's it's hard to go up to a you know late teen, early twenty something millennial and be like, Hey boy, you need to start saving money.
2: Uh-huh. Hey,
1: you just can't flip it on like a light switch. All that shit it's starts real early. So uh, I think it has to be a more conscious effort of the community to instill this in the kids, and one way to do it is um, now one thing that very is very empowering in most black communities that used to not be the case was daycares. It's like it's daycares everywhere, and daycares have a lot of influence because they get the kids so much earlier than what schools do. So if if maybe um, you know you you gonna have a a whole bunch of kids that got you know parents still in their teens and stuff like that, so you know if the little boards or whatever that you know you know everybody has their little associations or whatever, if they kind of just implement um, a, a little piggy bank thing, you know, and that's kind of become like trendy amongst some of the daycares. Well, guess what? Those kids kind of get used to. Saving pennies. If you want something, don't steal it. Just save up for it. You know, we're, we're just kind of, kind of, kind of steal back. I'm gonna piggyback off what Buck say all the time. Just kind of go back to the basics. You know, hey, if a toy costs five dollars and you are getting, you know, fifty cents a week, then you know, in, in about a month and two weeks, you will probably have enough money to go buy the toy. You know, I don't think enough of that kind of bare basic things is happening. But, uh, but, but I'm, I'm very negative as far as when it comes to uh, changing the community, when it comes to people who have already matured. I mean, I don't want to say it's it's a total waste of time, and I'm not going to say nobody listens, but it's just like anybody else. I mean, most times you have to hit a, a solid brick wall and hit it hard before you can really get through to an adult. So um, the, your your impact is going to always start, number one, educationally, and number two, Young, educationally, not 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 high school, not even middle school. This has to be some shit when kids is still kind of positive, you know. I, I just hey, noticed I- to even even with the the kids I mentor, it's like night and day, you know. I got into it with a with a with a bunch of boys yesterday, but they was all like fourteen and fifteen. Tried to say something about my head or something. I said, "Look, motherfucker, we ain't in school." I told them, "Man, fuck you." You know, I can't say all that is good but shit, I can I can say what <laughs> I'm in the hood too, nigga. You know, you know, but but that's sad, <laughs> but they don't understand that. But I can take these little eight year olds out here. I can stop you and say, hey man, you shouldn't be talking like that. Or, hey man, you know, don't take his bike. That ain't right. And they they be like, you know, okay or something like that. But you these old motherfuckers, nah man, nah, you gotta put your you gotta damn the pistol whip these bastards. They don't understand this shit. So. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. When you, when if somebody see, if you really want to make a difference, when you see them teen mothers walking around pregnant and stuff like that, the way the church can help is go ahead and groom that young lady to be like, listen, you know, let us help you with your child, not financially, but just, you know, let us help you guide them and stuff like that. Because if not, then you know, once you get a certain age, you so deep into the, you know, the hood life and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's just like, then now you. Got all this negative rap and all this stuff like that in social media. So, the the stuff that happened normally in your preteen years already happening now is like man ten and eleven and stuff like that. So it's crucial.
3: Yeah, I mean catching them early, and that's why I was saying, where do you do it? Do you do it in the school? Do you do it in the church? Yeah, I mean, you do it. You is, do
1: it in. You do it like in the, in the earliest school you can find, like the like daycares, you know. Um, pre k i guess is big in some states but pre k is like is just not starting to happen in, in mississippi it it's it's in a few spots, but you know daycares and head starts is pretty much the you know where you're gonna get most of the kids and you know you just kinda teach the kids about saving on a level they can understand you know and uh you like I say, you'd be surprised i mean it will just be like it will be like learning to brush your teeth you know at an early age when you can do it independently. You're like, okay, this is nothing you're going to do uh, one time. You're going to do this every day of your life, you know, until you're helpless, I guess. So that's kind of how it works. You know, anything you want somebody to do, you do it early on, it becomes part of their routine. Tiger Woods, the Williams system, I know I know that's sports, but it's the same dynamic, you know. So save, save, save save it three, save it four, save it five, going to resonate, going to have more impact than saying save it 18, save it 19, save it 20. You know, you pretty much okay. talking to a brick wall.
0: Yep. You're hear that, like,
1: three. man, I'm going to ball out with this, man. You know, YOLO, you only live once. See, you know, Hughes, they don't know all that shit yet. They might be around it, but they, they can be changed. You can't change no no old joke until they hit that wall.
0: Yep. You have to you teach them at an early age and give them banks when they're, you know, you start them off at two years old. You know, back when we had grandparents, and this is why this is what I always refer to grandparents and uncles and things of that nature. When we were little, when we had our family come by or family reunions and stuff, and they would give us silver dollars or quarters or nickels or dimes or whatever they had, they'd give it to us. My mom gave me this little thing that we used to keep dimes in. It had a cat on it or whatever. You put your dimes in there, and I think it had like $2 worth of dimes or something like that or $5 or whatever it was. We saved that, and then you had your little piggy bank. You put money in that. And she taught us at an early age how to save money. I mean, it sounds simple. I mean, mean, $5 a day is not like it was when we were coming up, but that means a lot to a little kid. I mean, that's a pack of annihilators or... Or a lollipop or an ice cream sandwich or some shit like that when they go to the store, a Snicker Bar or whatever. You gotta teach them at an early age so that way they can learn this stuff. And then if you teach them how to save money, then when they get about 11 or 12, you know, you can get them a, a, a bond or something like that. Florida does a pretty cool thing. They have um, this done by Gerber, where if parents put the money in when they, when they get like 9 or 10 years old up until the time that they're 17, By the time they got 17, they got a fully vested savings bond that's worth $25,000. Wow. Little things like that, man, $25,000 could put you through junior college possibly. You know, those are little things that you need to take advantage of. You see, check out your little mailbox thing. They come in the mailbox here. Oh, yeah. Which is pretty cool. So don't just grab all them coupons and throw it away. There's some cool things in there that you can take advantage of. That can hey, help you out. If you got hey, four or five hey, kids, you want to put take them to college. Hell, you yeah. can put all your kids through school with right, a little yeah. program like that.
1: Yeah, you, and you make a great point too, Buck, about like the the early on stuff because uh, that's pretty much what I did uh, uh, with my granddaughter. As far as like, uh, it was by accident, really. You know how you get them little things in the mail, like Disney or something. It's like a a dime or something at first, but then after a while yep. it goes up to the regular price. Anyway, I fucked around and and put my damn bank account on the thing, man, and forgot to counsel it. But after that I just said, fuck it, man, it's, it's pretty good. Yep. So the little Doctor Sue's books is common but the thing is yep. she's more interested in reading than some of my other kids were because exactly. Because I you know, it happened at a early age. Now don't get me wrong, I emphasized it but that natural love for books, cause you know, you know, I ain't going to lie, you know, you know, I was a y- young parent, so you know, I'm I was more interested in, than 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 having like a, uh, a kid that number one, was an athlete, and number two, mm-hmm. had what you call like hood respect, not not from like drug dealing or nothing, but just like you know, yeah. you know, uh, you can handle yourself, you ain't getting punked out or robbed all Street the time period. so i was thinking like that more so than you know um yeah. some of the things that were more more serious so um uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and yeah and it, it's like night and day man when when if, if a kid is seeing piggy banks or books or something like that from the time they remember walking that really becomes part of them honestly that, exactly. I mean, that's a, uh that's where they got that uh cue. I know uh you're probably familiar with hearing it uh, from probably teachers and stuff on the news uh, the last couple of years anyway, talking about like the the third grade reading gate and all that. Well, that's where all of that stuff stemmed from. You know,
2: uh-huh.
1: they, they were saying if, you, if you're not literate by the third grade, you're probably not going to be literate. So if you stop a kid in the third grade and just don't pass them on, then that's the only way you can kind of, yeah, you know, increase their chances of being a literate uh, teen and a more successful student, and, a, and eventually a more positive adult. So
0: that's where all of it came from. One thing that we need to take advantage of, and I don't, I know that my mom did. I'm quite sure Quincy's mom did, also, and them yours did also. You remember the scholastic book clubs that they had in the schools? And every oh yeah, time that little and the, the, readers, out, and that yeah, the yeah. readers and all that shit. Readers and all that. Those those things are so important, man. Because if if you be able to get, and you know, the kids love that, love those little books that come in there, and they maybe not. I don't necessarily. Ranger like, Rick.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't necessarily like some of the newer books like Diary of a Wimpy Kid and all that. My kids, all three of them boys, read that shit, and I really don't like that particular book. Yeah,
1: my, that like my youngest but, son crazy about that shit, but I'm like but, you, Buck. It's, um, it's all just different. But if
0: we need to, if, if your school has that, take advantage of it. By, I mean, it may the books are a little bit higher than they used to be, but still they're pretty reasonable. But if the kid brings that home, don't say no, even if money tight. That that if they're interested, okay. if they bring it home and they want to read books or mm-hmm. magazines or whatever, please buy that for your kids. Because right. if you buy that for the kids, it instills something in them. Those small books right there are some. Some of the books have economic stuff in it. Some of them got electronic stuff in it. Some of the, you know, the new stuff, the new age shit that we that we see right now. That's what what I was saying about earlier about being inventive and creative and things like that. That's those books right there would get the kids thinking about other things other than rapping and, and sports and right. things of that nature. Hey, That's hey why you know the what's sad to that same point. So awesome.
1: to, to that same point you're making about buying and stuff like that. Now this is what I've seen multiple times with my own eyes, like year after year. Uh, all the schools pretty much, I guess it's nationwide, but, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, with uh, about once or twice a year, they have all the schools, public schools anyway, used to have like a reading um, yep. or like a book fair where they, yep. you know, the vendors have books and stuff like that. If you go into yep. average black school or minority school, you will be just shocked at the amount of kids now who... At an early age, anyway, want books, but nobody ever send them money to get a book. Now they have books that's affordable. They have some shit in there like three and four dollars, and you know they have some that's kind of like the pop-out books and shit like that can kind of get up there. But listen, this is what I'm saying, Buck, and this is this is what the point you already made about investing in your child. How mm-hmm. can you say a damn book that's twelve ninety-five costs too damn much when you got some two hundred? Dollar sneakers on a, a damn kid in a full growth sport that ain't gonna wear the shit more than three months.
0: I know, yeah. right? I got a I got an idea that I actually saw here, and it, uh, they do it here in Pensacola, which I think is a good idea, and we could probably we definitely need to be done in, in the black community, in all communities and back home. What they did here in East Hill, they build these little houses, okay? They look like oversized mailboxes. And people that have books that they don't want for old magazines or anything like that, they put them in those houses. And you can stop by those houses and just pick the books out and read them and then put them back in there when you get done. It's a, it's perfect. And they they made the houses look very stylish. And they do it in East Hill. That's the only neighborhood that I've seen them in. It's kind of like a upper, It's an older area in town, but it's kind of the uppity type It's going towards the northeast Pensacola. But you can go over there. Pick a book out, pick as many books you want. You take all the damn books out if you want to, read them, and then bring them back. Or if you've got some old books that you don't want anymore, you don't want to throw them in the garbage can, old magazines, murder trends, um, you know, whatever the magazines may be, even children's books, whatever, go take them and put them, in those, put them in those little houses. And those, you know, if you don't have money to buy the books, you can go buy one of them little houses and get the books out and give it to your child to read or you can read to your child. It's so awesome. And something that, you need, something that could be done in any neighborhood. It don't have to be an urban neighborhood. You can, you know, right. go to your city council or whatever and say, hey, we're going to put these little houses up and put free books in it. They'll do it. Don't cost but nothing. The, uh, you know what, though?
1: What, what I, I, I'm just kind
0: of. breaking up. I'm just kind of wrenching that, even though that's a great thing. But, but, yeah, you breaking, breaking up. Right. Breaking up. Uh, what, what about now? The same.
1: I'm, I'm about a new phone same word.
0: <laughs> You got new, need a new cord. You got the new phone and then buy the new
1: cord.
0: You get that four, I need a cord. You got that. Fo- you got you,
1: you, you don't have to worry about no you get, battery.
0: You got that 45 foot cord all the way around the all the way around the house. Like but, but you, you know
1: what? Though when, when when I started getting uh my my phone service through the internet. Uh it's still with the you know, cable company but it is like um I don't know it's different man it, it don't have that stability yep. like it used to be back in the day with a cordless phone yep. that was going through the wall yep. or whatever Yeah but uh but but it, it's like the priorities are just bad man it's just like nobody it's like you know the same people that are put like thousands in rims and shit man I'm talking about you know anything educationally? Just you know, just, you know, like okay, like I have like a basic art supply list. I mean, I don't, I don't even have what you call a hardcore art supply list. My shit is just, like basic shit: ten pack of mo bowl markers, um, twelve pack of colored pencils, the stuff that's like, you know, a dollar ninety-seven cents at Walmart at least before school start back. And shit, man, it might be. Five percent. of All my students have had that shit, and it ain't because they can't buy it. It's just the parents, man. They don't. They don't look at that shit as no value, man. So, you know, so the kids have their priorities on on everything, but what what can advance you as a as an individual, and be, which could in turn become make you a more uh, independent citizen because you can make more money. But when you dumb as hell. You know, people say you can, you can get a trade. How are you going to get a trade if you ain't got no work ethic? If you're lazy, a trade ain't going to work for you. One thing about a trade, now, yep. you you got to bust your ass doing a trade. So, And I ain't saying it in a negative way, but I'm just saying I had not seen nobody. Like, my dad was a mechanic. But I'm like, shit, it's cold as hell and everything else. Shit, you still on this concrete floor under these uh, buses and shit working? You know, these jokers just want to sit up here and want something to come out the sky. I mean... Nah, you know. Yeah. So like I say it's the 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 only hope really. I done said a thousand times is to is to cut down on teen pregnancy. But but for the kids, it's already here, man. You pretty much you gotta you gotta really take, you know, you know at least K through five. That's that's got to be like a real 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 concerted focus of. Everybody with one common goal. Like, you know, people might be different religions, different cultures, or whatever. But if people really want to save the youth, they're gonna really have to just go above and beyond, getting getting into these uh, little kids. Uh, I remember um, hearing about the police and firemen visiting the schools more when my older kids was in elementary than now with my younger kids being there. And see now. Shit is crazier now than it even was was when they was uh, in school. So I'm sitting up here like, nah, man, they're doing this backwards. They should be seeing cops and shit at the school every week while well, they can still listen like, hey, you know, respect people and don't throw rocks at somebody's car and don't steal somebody's bike. Now, that sounds kind of crazy to people with home training, but uh, nah, man, a lot of kids ain't never heard nobody say no shit like that before. <laughs> <laughs> At all, you know, you know. I, I had some little kids that uh, played for me, man, and uh, it was real sad because you know we had to tell them not to say that and stuff. They was, you know, one of their uncles or something had already told them about robbing people and shit. They said that's what they wanted to do when they get big, but they didn't know. They were just repeating what they had heard, you know. So, yeah. Uh, so that's that's the that's the that's the. Uh, the true battle is getting them before you know. Father time get their ass. Cause once Father time get their ass, then it's, it's like a done deal, man. You can't really, you can't really penetrate them then, you know. But kids, when kids are are young, their brains are still turning. Uh, the natural instincts of a child is, is innocence and purity and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, the little morals and stuff that that we learn from. You know, Sunday school or vacation Bible school or just our parents saying it or whatever. I mean, if you really want that kind of stuff to influence a child, you got to tell them that shit real, real, real young. Whether it's banking, reading, whatever it is, after that, man, I'm telling you, you know. If people think I'm lying, you go in anybody's public middle school, you'll see what I'm saying. Man, shit, these motherfuckers already stealing, got babies, everything. It's already too late.
2: <laughs> well, it really
1: you know, shooting people you know. So, Alright,
3: let me get ready to um, Wrap Things up and We'll talk about the leadership of Black men And you can do this in your Final thoughts um, And Buck, I'll start with You uh, How can we improve The leadership abilities of, of Black men because A lot of us will do only the minimum. We'll do whatever gets us by, and we won't go above and beyond um, when the opportunity lends itself. So, what can we do to motivate black men to be leaders, to do
0: more than just the minimum, To go above and beyond? We have to do what we have to do something that we, you have to be uncomfortable, okay? And what I mean by uncomfortable is you got to aim high and it ain't going to be comfortable to aim high because we're kind of programmed to just exist, okay? We have to do more than just this and do the bare minimum. You have to always aim high. It's, not hard, it's hard to get up there, to the, the aim high, to go for the very best, but you can't settle. You know, we often, when we talk about relationships, a lot of people settle for certain relationships, and that's the reason why they get a bunch of garbage. Same thing. You cannot settle for just just existing, okay? You have to you have to go further. You have to you got to go all the way to the top. You know, some so so many times we you we settle for certain jobs and we know that it's probably not the best one to be in, but you're just getting a check. You know, you're just getting by. The bills getting paid. You know, you never you, you work your tail off. And you never get to go on a vacation or never get to, you know, do do certain things. You're always wondering why you can't do certain things because you're you settling. If you know that you're better than that, then always strive for the best. If you have that mentality, then we as, a black, we as black men are going to be better for it. And like I said earlier when we first started, we are more than just sports figures or entertainers or rappers or we, we're more than that. We're inventors. We are creators. And we need to instill, it starts at home with our children. You need to you need to instill that in them, like Eminem said, at an early age, so they know they can be presidents. They can be in the political realm. They can be inventors and invent new things and and, and make society great. Um A lot of the stuff that's already been invented, like traffic lights, shoes, and things of that nature, were invented by black people. A lot of folks don't know that, but they invented them. Um, A lot of people don't know that one of the big computer companies, uh, computer makers, Acer, owned by a black guy, you know, making computers. They sell them at Walmart. They sell them at Best Buy and Target and all these other places. We need to be on the front lines of those of those kind of inventions and those kind of things. So therefore, it'll be better for all of us. It'll be better for it'll be better for us for future generations. If you're part of those those particular families, it gets passed down from generation to generation. And if you instill those t- type of things and celebrate when those kids are thinking about creating the next next big thing instead of playing sports all the time or you know listening to some some crappy rap or some crap like that, they're inventing new things. Man, it'll be man, it'll take off and it'll be you know, it'll be real good for us. So we need to instill that in our children as soon as possible. As soon as they can talk and start understanding things, we need to be instilling it in them right then, saving money. Trying to be inventive and trying to do the things that they need to do. It's stress education and do those types of things so therefore they will be better. And con- not only will our communities be better, our race will be better. And that's where it starts with us. We have to change the landscape, and we got to be willing to stand up and face the music. Because if we want our race to be better, it starts with us, because we're the last of the Mohicans. We already see what's going on right now. Let's not be the last of the Mohicans. Let's be the first in pioneering the new Mohicans. But I don't know if that's a lot final thoughts or not, but if it is, great show. <laughs> Um, You know it's so awesome to be a part of this show, talking about you know celebrating Juneteenth and things of that nature. But I hope that this show is very, very, very informative, and I hope it not only instills our race but instills other races too, too, so we can have you know a brighter future for all of our, all of our kids, and and hopefully it's positive for everybody. But I enjoyed it. Everybody enjoy the rest of the week.
3: Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate that and your contribution to tonight's show. M&M, you can shut it down, man, but um, with your final thoughts, talk about what we can do to restore the black man as a You know, we don't have too many Malcolms and Martins walking around anymore as everybody for themselves. How can we focus on um, having more sense of community and protecting our black people?
1: Well, uh, that's a great point, and uh, what what Buck said was, was, was excellent. But, uh, like I say, never before in the history of the black man in America have we been more educated, have we been more financially stable, have we been more financially successful. Uh, And definitely uh, we've been more on an equal playing field when it comes to, um, you know, uh, knowledge. Because one thing about the Internet whether you're from a small village in the Philippines or you're from Bel Air, you know, that same Google search is going to pull that shit up for everybody. You know, uh-huh. so everybody, you know. But the, the 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 big asterisk about it, as far as what's done impacted leadership, the one reason we don't see pure leaders anymore is because the concept of serving two gods doesn't resonate with the, you know, the latter couple of generations, including ours. And this is what I mean. I don't mean it from anything religious. I'm just saying is, like, if you're positive, you've got to be positive. You know, if you're going to be a leader, you got to be a leader. You can't turn around and say, well, you know, I want to be successful, but, you know, I want street cred. You know, at the same time, I want to get love from people who don't give a shit about me. You know, so it's almost like, it's almost like to be accepted not by all blacks but by so many blacks you almost have to have a twofold life you know you can be uh, a intelligent person or you can be this but it's always got to be a asterisk by it. like you got to say i'm a former this i'm a former that you know um you know i i'm a lawyer now but uh you know this is my 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 neighborhood gang tats on my neck still, you know, under my shirt. It's just like nobody wants to accept people uh, for being just just you, but 100% you. But at one point nobody cared because Megan Edwards was on a mission. His mission was strictly to improve, you know, the rights of his people, you know. Uh, he didn't give a shit about, You know, if somebody was saying, oh, he's a nerd for reading or if he don't have as many women as the next guy, you know, he'll Uh square. He didn't give a shit about that, you know. So it's like – and I just use him, you know, because, you know, symbolically, you know, uh, being Mississippi and even though he's not originally from Jackson but, you know, pretty much known to be pioneering with a lot of stuff in Jackson. But you take somebody now, I'm not going to call no names, but, like, somebody who – you know, over the last recent years was highly praised as maybe one of the new leaders caught up in all kind of mess, but you can't serve two guys, man. You, you can't, you can't be down and be a leader. You, you got to, you have to decide what path you're going to be on and say, fuck everybody else. And if you're really my friend, if you're really my friend, I don't have to prove that I used to be this or I used to be that, or I'm still down or whatever. You know, if a fight break out, you know, I, I shouldn't have to jump in and just for you to say, well, look, look nigga, you on Wall Street, but, man, you know, you all right with me, man. You, you know, you still roll with us when it's time to get out. That's bullshit. And so that that type of as backwards thinking has killed the future leaders because nobody want to step to the forefront with that ability because they don't want to be labeled. You know, if you don't have, if you're a person of color and you don't have some kind of shaky past, well, you're not going to be accepted. They're going to call you a white boy or something, you know. You know, I don't even care. Even if it's religion, you you can't just be the dude that came up in the church and now became a preacher. So they won't accept your ass. You have to be a former gang member. Uh, you done shot somebody, you know. Now after serving 15 years, you come out, you got babies everywhere. Now you change your life around. Now people accept you. This is the kind of nonsense that has just destroyed the psyche of young males in the black community specifically because they feel that they have to do something stupid, you know, just to be a rapper, just to rhyme, you have to do something stupid. No. It used to be your lyrics was your your sword. Your lyrics was your proof of who you was, you know. Right. So so now this thing got so polluted out there that you can't even be a basketball player that looks like a regular dude. You have to. Now, like I say, Iverson, one of my favorite players. But Iverson, he was being who he was. But now you got all these copycat dudes, you know, everybody trying to get sleeved up tats and all that shit like that just to prove. You see what I'm saying? It's like nobody wants to be them. So one of the best examples over the recent years was President Obama. And not because he was president, but because he's, Okay, yeah, he smoked cigarettes, but that was some shit he did because he wanted to do it, even though that's not good for you. But it's like it's hard for leaders to be leaders if, you, if you're splitting your loyalties. You can't do that. I don't know if I'm making sense, but, you know, it's like if you're the kid to win the spelling bee or whatever, you still have to be done and got shot two or three times to get some kind of respect. And this is the kind of nonsense these kids buying into. Nobody wants just to be – just to be a kid, just to be a normal dude, just to have that normal path. Hey, I go to school, I get off the bus, I play my video games, I don't rob nobody, I don't steal from nobody, Mm -hmm. and I shouldn't have to do this shit just to get some kind of acceptance from y'all niggas, you know, so. Right. um, So until that type of nonsense kind of fades out, where a person can feel like they can truly just be themselves, then, now, on a smaller scale, somebody said, well, what they got to do with leadership. You' got to do everything to do with leadership. Do you know how many leaders I see on a daily basis There's never going to be a leader because they caught up into that, that bullshit? They, they scared to – they don't even want to raise their hand when they know the answer. It's that bad. That is silly, you know, because if somebody's really your friend, I'm like, damn, nigga, if they down with you, they ain't tripping on you like that, you know. Right. <laughs> you know, so – I think that's the, you know, in addition to, you know, what Buckhead said about it, I I think that's, like, one of the biggest things with it. Uh, But a quick recap of the show, you know, uh, real quick, pretty much with, uh, you know, teaching financial responsibility and stuff like that, the only way to really put a dent in you got to do it real early, real young. Um, Because after that, you know, the influence is so strong, with other things that it, it, it's hard to just kind of impact it. And then as far as uh, academically changing things, um, well, the same thing, you know. I think it's parents, grandparents, uncles, aunties, you know, like I said, I don't want nobody to quit being who we are because everybody's different, and difference is a good thing. It takes differences to make the world go around. But at the same time, you know, I think that the same way we passing out You know, we ain't got but you know, ten dollars to our name. But if our nephew or cousin or son or something dunk on somebody, it ain't shit to give them five dollars. And you ain't got but ten dollars because you so happy and jubilant. Well, you should do the same damn thing when they do something academically, just to show the kid that you care and the shit matter. So I think too many times in the black community we don't show as you know. It takes the village to raise a child. I really believe that. But as a co- community, that influence is not there with nothing academic. I mean, you go to some kind of
2: academic
1: awards program in the hood, I mean, shit, man, half the time you don't even see the parents at the damn thing, let alone everybody else. So, I mean, it's <laughs> it's bad. So uh, if you're scared to achieve what you can academically, if you're not taught financial responsibility, well, you you goddamn sure ain't finna to be nobody's leader. Cause you're gonna be ass back with yourself, you know. That's Y'all true. are gonna be struggling, struggling for reasons you don't know. But that's that's what half that shit come from, you know.
3: All right, great stuff, great stuff. I gave you the platform to finish. <laughs> so
0: long, so, finish with that.
3: Like twelve minutes later, but he did. That. <laughs> I think the bottom line is, man, we. We've come so far, but we have a long way to go, and we got to start take, We got to continue to take it seriously. Uh, these days, people are just content with where they are. It's, it's like, okay, well, I got a house to go home to, I got a decent car, I got the clothes that I need, and big screen TVs and all that stuff. You know, do I really need to be out here on this front line complaining about something that really ain't gonna make a difference in my life anyway? And, you know, that's what people think on the, short, uh, the short-term the short side. But, I mean, when you think about it, every decision you make, regardless if it's going out to vote, actively deciding not to vote, or forgetting to vote, all have an impact on this country in some kind of way. Oh, and dude. our society needs people to vote locally, if nothing else. Vote locally. You know, get your state straight. Make sure you have the right governor in. things of that nature. And that's something that a lot of states need to pay attention to. Um, I I mean, well, I, I guess, like, with this country being built on racism, you can never expect it to go away completely, because once you plant a seed of racism... No matter how many times time you try to splice that seed, it's going to be traces of racism and whatever um, plant becomes of that seed. And so you'll never get rid of it, but you can still, you can still find ways of making it um, obsolete or making it rare, which is not now. And black people and white people need a conversation. They need a conversation when things are not heated, you know. And that's the best time to to talk and get things done. But um, I want to thank both of you guys and and give you all a round of applause for what you've discussed this evening. I thought you all made some very good things. We get a few more thousand of guys like y'all, maybe we can beat this thing. But in the meantime, we just got to stay strong and... um, Dot the I's, cross the T's Like Eminem mentioned And just keep moving forward And just wait on things to get better Alright So my thanks to Eminem show legend Buck show legend The um, Let's see, the show will not air tomorrow Since we did it tonight For Juneteenth And also There will not be I don't think I'm gonna do zone coverage this week. Real quick, uh, Eminem Buck, did you all see the Ward fight this Saturday? Or are you gonna watch it this upcoming Saturday on
0: HBO? Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm watching it this uh, upcoming Saturday. I, I didn't get the pay
0: per view. Okay. I I did catch it. Um, and it was it was a good fight. Um, I'm I'm definitely rewatch it again. Um, I think I am too. Yeah, it was a yeah, really I, good fight. Um, if you didn't get a chance to see it, you better go see it. Um, you, you know, HBO, what have you. Um, it's de- definitely something you got to see.
3: Um, I saw it um, not, Saturday, but I will re-watch it. talked to one of the young brothers, and uh, Brian said that he didn't watch it, uh, so he's going to watch it this weekend. So we'll reconvene with them uh, next week. To talk about the, the fight and and any upcoming fights and whatever else we want to discuss. But um so oh, so, is so they'll off. be ba-
1: they'll be back on next week, right? Is that what you just said?
2: Yeah I'm gonna okay. talk right, all
1: right. Now is that yeah. when uh what's the name coming on too? Um uh am looking at his face and <laughs> the boxer. That's uh, hey, Tony? Yeah.
3: I don't have any type of confirmation for him yet, but um, it wouldn't be a bad idea to try to shoot for so I'll try to see if I can work that in. Uh, so, And um, so T2Q Will be all for the rest of the week We'll be back next Tuesday With a current event topic And next Wednesday for zone coverage All right Go to talk com to Get more information on the show Sign up for the email newsletter And um, We'll catch you guys Next week Follow me on Twitter at talk to Q. Everyone have a great night Peace out Happy Juneteenth
1: Hey what up Q What up Radio World
0: Let me thank you for having me on your show It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners
3: My name is Quincy And
0: this
3: is my show The Talk to Q Radio Show her.
0: go ahead.
1: I was told that I was a man-eater. I never really have a lot of pity for females when it comes to relationships. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Now, let me bring Amanda
3: on the line. I didn't realize she was holding this. Amanda, what's going on?
2: Hey, Q. Hey, everybody.
0: Does that make sense? I like that. I'm going to say that again one day. Oh my
2: goodness. Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what I meant. <laughs> Follow
0: Q, guys. Thanks. Peace out.